Hey guys, welcome to the Ashley Hand Show. I'm your host, Ashley Hanawacker, an online branding and marketing strategist, author, speaker, and influencer. And I'm taking you behind the scenes with some of the most powerful, successful, influential entrepreneurs, CEOs, and leaders on this planet about all things business, marketing, and mindset. My mission is to educate and inspire you through sharing valuable insights, tangible tools, and actionable strategies to help you amplify your business, your life, and your results so you can be the best version of you. The special guest that I'm bringing on the live today, I am so, so excited for you guys to meet him if you have not already. I um, He was a past podcast guest of mine. He is a dear friend, a brother of mine. And I actually just had a conversation with him earlier today and it was kind of last minute and I was just like, hey, Let's talk about this all on a live. And so that's why we are here to talk with you guys. And, you know, Garen is a, an incredible soul. He's a powerful, powerful leader, influencer, author, speaker, coach, and he's made a difference in so, so many people's lives. I'm so, so grateful that he's willing to come on the live today. So Garen, I'm super excited because I know we had a conversation earlier uh, today and I was like, man, we got to bring this on a live. Uh, this is oh, really yeah. good. Yeah. And I loved, I loved hearing um, everything that you said. And I'm, I'm hoping that you'll be willing to repeat them again so that the audience can hear. One thing, you know, that everyone should know about me, there's, not, there's nothing that I will not share. That's what I've always been. It's like, you can go wherever we need to go, we can go. I love that about you. <laughs> so, um, uh, when we first started out, you were telling me your own like personal story um, and what you went through. And then you went in and gave me an awesome analogy. So I'll, I'll let you just go. Uh, brother, I'm going to hand you the floor. All right, cool. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, I'm like a man of the people, like all different nationalities, religions. I've been like that since I was a little kid. And um, when this came about, this the the whole George Floyd thing, Think about it is I've been saying things my whole life, but if you if you like tell a kid to be quiet every time they try to speak, they'll grow up domesticated in an environment where they just don't say shit at all. And so, but when you when you suppress things over and over and over, eventually it's going to come out. So, what everybody's experiencing right now they think it's because of George Floyd. It actually isn't because it's been around for years. People are actually, a lot of people are actually just finally deciding to look beyond their own prejudices and see what it is and accept it for what it is. But um, for me, what got me into the, the understanding of everything that's going on, uh, as far as like the, the, the whole, racism still here the white privilege still here all these different things this could easily break it down for so many people so three years ago i had a um i had a root canal and i spoke about this the other day and i looked like thanos from the avengers and i remember going to the dentist and it was it hurt so bad and i remember going to the dentist he's like you got to go see a specialist and then I went to go see a specialist. When I went to go see a specialist, they literally told me, they're like, you've got to, you've got to get a root canal. I'm like, how is that possible? 17 years ago, I already had a root canal. 
And for anybody that doesn't know what a root canal is, that means when they remove all of the filling in your mouth so you, you, that it's dead, so you can no longer feel anything. But for some reason, my jaw was swollen. And this is what the specialist told me. They said, well, whoever originally did your root canal never got it at the root. So at the root, it's still rotten. And so you have 17 years worth of buildup that's just now starting to spill over on the surface. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I had the biggest epiphany in the world. Breakups happen that way. Music groups quit that way. Because at the core of the relationship, the woman or the man knew damn well they didn't want to be, into, be in it, so they stay in it. But at the core of whoever created the system, the core of the system is flawed, it's rotten, and it's never been, it's never been cleared, mm -hmm. it's never been acknowledged. So what we've done over all these years is built on top of a rotten core. If you build a billion dollar house on a faulty foundation, it's bound to keep crumbling. And so the more and more you build, it's gonna keep crumbling. So when you look at everything that's going on in society right now, most people are looking at the surface for what's wrong, but they're not looking into the depths of who they are as people. There's a lot of hate, self-hate inside of people that's amplified by the environment that, the, that their parents raised them in, which was an environment of self-hate. And slavery, we were, slavery was not that long ago. So when you really tailor it back, it was not that long ago. So if it's not that long ago, and most people live out the environments that they're curated in, inside of the domestication, you could be and say racist things and not even know it and be the most nicest person mm -hmm. in the world. And I've had to take people aside that, you know, I know when somebody's really trying to be intentional with their work. And I know when somebody's just like, they really just didn't know, I'm like, what did you mean by that? Because see, I've done all the work. I've done spiritual psychology, 10-day silent retreats. I've done so much deep soul heart work that most people haven't had access to. So they can only express themselves the way that they're expressing themselves, like a baby going ga-ga-goo-goo -goo, who only knows how to express themselves until they learn language. So what people are experiencing is an overflow of a flawed system. Now, here's the deal. So I might get emotional when I'm talking about this. The system was curated for a specific certain kind of person. It wasn't curated for all of humanity to be equal. It just wasn't because at the time that the system was created, there was a certain portion, black people, brown people, that weren't included in, in, in that conversation. So just like school systems have not changed and anybody that comes into kindergarten, whether you're white, black, brown, pink, purple, gay, straight, whatever, they all come out of that meat grinder saying the ABCs. Well, guess what? If a system is designed for a specific reason and not shaped and reshaped, that system is going to keep 
recreating the outcome over and over and over and over and over. So what people are seeing is the recreation of a flawed system. And until the system change, you're going to keep nipping it at the surface. Mm -hmm. And if you keep nipping it at the surface, you can't pull a weed from the top. You got to pull it from the root. That's the only, that's the only way you're going to get the weed that you got to pull it from the root. Mm -hmm. So when I had the, the, the root canal, that's when I had my awareness. Oh, damn. So because she didn't do the root canal at the root, I had 17 years worth of infection that was showing up on the surface. So I had pay, I had to pay and I had no insurance 10 times the price. It was 10 times the pain. They had to saw half my jaw open just to get it. And now I have a proper root canal at the root. Mm. Mm. That is exactly what people are experiencing and blaming everything on the surface. Mm. Yes. Oh, so much truth, brother. Thank you so much. Powerful. Um, I, I feel like I, I absolutely see that. It's like it's a pur it, purging is happening. Um, and, and pain and, and I, what you said too, about that innocence, it's like people really are doing the best that they know how given what they know or don't know. And that's why, and you and I talked about this earlier education right now, uh, learning, like I was sharing with you vulnerably that I've been pretty, um, oblivious. I've been pretty, you know, naive, uh, most of my life, you know, I, I don't, I don't watch the news. I don't involve myself in politics, history, just naive. Now's the time. Now's the time yeah. for me to get educated because what we can do is we can look at the past and say, hey, what worked, what didn't work? And that's important because yeah, that's how it, we can create a new change. Yeah, it, and it's how you can create a new change. And, and here's the thing. You know, because a, a couple of my white friends, you know, I'm just, I'm con I'm so connected to everybody. But a couple of my white friends, they asked me, well, they're like, what can I do? Like, how can my word, how can my word and my, how can that, that matter if they won't even listen to you? I was like, I'm gonna give you an example. I was five years old and I've been, I've experienced it my whole life, but I'm so used to it that it just, and I've done so much work that it just bounces off me like those like freaking flies and the that that run into the light but it's still the george floyd thing still brought up something from my ancestors that i didn't even know was there but i know how to ch channel that energy and then and and articulate it in a way where people can understand so there was a there was a those five white boys when i was five years old that were chasing me around i was living in texas and Ar uh, between texas and arkansas and uh five white boys chased me around and they were calling me nigger every single day and beating me up every single day to the point where I used to say, mom, I, I wish I was white. And she was like, why would you want that? And I, and, and I said, I could literally see the difference as a five-year-old and my mom didn't teach me this stuff. So that happened when I was five, but here's when I knew there was a difference. Then one guy, a white boy who I did not know, who was not part of the people that were jumping me, stopped in front of them and said, hey, leave him alone. He didn't do anything to you. Leave him alone. And they stopped. So they didn't listen to me when I was yelling to stop. 
but one of their own. And I guess we're all children of God. Yes, we're all this, but there is a difference. If everybody was created equally, then there would be no WNBA. Then everybody just, you got to find a way to get into the NBA. And there's like, there is a difference, just like there's different. California is different than New York. So there's, there is a difference. Diversity. Yeah. So when the white boy who was perceived as one of their own stopped in front of the black boy and said, stop, don't treat him like this. He didn't do anything to you. That's when they listen. Mm -hmm. You fight wow. fire with fire. And I knew in that moment, I can scream, I can scream, I can yell, I can shout, I can scream, I can, I can, I can, I can do all of these different things. But the ones who can move the needle with the white people the most right now, because if you ain't gonna listen to us for 300 years, clearly we're being tuned out. That's why the aggression is happening. Imagine little kids saying, mom, 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 and the mom just keeps tuning them out and tuning them out. Eventually, that child is going to explode. If you ate food and stuffed it down and stuffed it down and you had no outlet for release, eventually you're going to explode. You're watching a human race explode right now because they've never felt like they were seen, heard, acknowledged, or had a voice, and they got to work 10 times as hard just to be seen. And I experience it right now in the, in the, I've, all, I've always, I don't have complain, complain about it, just put my head down. And I was like, man, you can't be what you can't see. So I'm going to do this. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to give it my absolute all. And if I got to do it 10 times harder than I will. But a lot of other people from the African-American community and the black community, the brown community, the minority community saw what I did coming from living in my car, wanting to kill myself, to building businesses, retiring my mom, getting my relationship back with my daughter, and saw that there was a change in my attitude, my approach, my posture, my mentality. Now, not everybody is privy to that information. You cannot give a baby pre-calculus who doesn't even know the ABCs yet. So you've got to meet them where they are. The majority are at the state of rage and anger, but most people won't go there because most people are afraid of tough conversations. Mm. So I'm going to say mm. that one more time. Because as a conscious thinker, I can easily say, oh, the work, you got to do it. You got to do it yourself. Yeah, I'm going to tell, I'm gonna tell a, a baby who does not know the language of transformation who's been suppressed all these years, go and do the work yourself. That's not going to register. So my favorite uncle, I didn't, I didn't register, I didn't, I didn't relate to any of my uncles, but my favorite uncle is the one that during anniversaries uh, um, would come over with the kids, start asking questions, start learning, start researching, doing the dances that we were doing and showing them that we were authentically interested in them. Because mm -hmm. you, can, you, can you can take from the black culture, but I want you to show that same passion when standing for the black culture. Mm -hmm. You can take the dancing, the music, the, all the, the lips, the butt, everything. 
but I want you to show that same exact passion when it comes for an oppressed people who are screaming for support and have been pressed down again, how much more evidence do you need? And here's the craziest thing. I'm the nice guy who always talks about positivity. So if I'm coming with this kind of passion, imagine what's going on in the streets. Imagine what's going on with black people who've been suppressed for so many years. Mm -hmm. And so when we say black lives matter, we're not negating that all lives don't matter. Clearly we know that. We just want to sit at the table of inclusion. Mm. Because clearly, if my house was on fire, like Talib Kweli says, if my house was on fire, then somebody just out of nowhere says, oh, all houses matter. Yeah, sure, I believe that. But your house is not on fire. Mine is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So most people don't know how to articulate that in a way that where people can hear because they haven't done that kind of work. So they articulate it at the point of pain. And if you really want to speak to the people, you are going to have to work through the uncomfortable. You're going to have to go through the pain, period. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, mm. not though I walk through this easy, comfortable life. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. If you truly, truly, truly want to hear, it's going to come out a certain way because maybe we've never felt heard before. Mm -hmm. So that's where the, somebody was like, well then what about all the violence and black people kill people too? Yeah, if you put two pit bulls in a cage and you rattle the cage, rattle the cage, rattle the cage, rattle the cage, they're eventually gonna eat themselves. The system is flawed and not designed. At the, at the primitive stage, it was never designed for black people. It just wasn't, and that's a fact. We've had to work 10 times harder, and that 100% is a fact. Work 10 times harder. I don't complain, I don't make excuses. I've learned a formula for success, and I brought a bunch of people with me, all of humanity. However, people are complaining about, they're like, oh, they're just so angry. Watch what happens when you don't feed your kid. Watch what happens when you give one kid, one of your kids an opportunity and you don't give another one of your kids that same opportunity. Watch what mm. happens when you take one of your kids to Six Flags and you tell the other kid to stay home for th 300 years. Watch what happens. Mm. Mm. So that is what's going on. And at the primitive stage is a lot of pain. But I'm not going to tell somebody who's going through pain, the work's got to do it yourself. You got to do it. Nah, that's not how you do it. What made me feel so good, I mean, so good, me and my wife, who is a white woman with blonde hair, was born on a farm, farm but she, get, she, she doesn't understand what I went through, but she's standing side by side. She was like, I am white privilege. She admitted it. She didn't deny it. She was like, George Floyd could have easily been my husband. And so that's what got her, what's this? What's that? What's that? And researching and everything and sharing. So 
I was walking at the beach in five cars in a row, white people. They're like showing the peace sign. And I was like, no, I've never felt that before. And I was like, damn, that feels good. And all of a sudden people started messaging me. A friend of mine, I didn't, I'd say nothing to him, Casey. He goes, hey brother, it's a lot of stuff going on in the world. I could never understand your pain, but I just want to let you know that I'm here for you and that I love you. And if you need anything, I'm here. And I just broke down in tears. And I was like, oh my God. I didn't even know, I had no idea that I was going to feel like that, but that compassion, not be like, oh no, I understand. No, you don't understand. And don't say you understand. Like if I try to, if you were talking about like women's rights or something, I try to reason with you. I know what it's like to, for, to be a woman. No, I don't. There's nothing that I could do, but I can research. I was raised by all women, but I would never know. Mm -hmm. So that compassion and reaching out mm -hmm. goes a long way. Mm. I know I just gave you a whole bunch, but I'm like really passionate on this subject. This is exactly why I wanted to do an IG live with you. <laughs> so absolutely. I love all of it and everyone's loving it. And I saw a, a couple of comments, uh, Kate Nova holistic. She says, spread this message. Please do guys spread this message. Um, you know, I was talking also with, with Garen earlier about each of us have a role in this, whether we're conscious of it or not. So ask yourself, what role do you want to play? What movement are you standing for? And you can make a difference. And um, I also want to touch on what you, what your beautiful wife, uh, Blair said. Yeah. Um, th this is, this is, and I'm talking to every white person that's watching this right now. We were born with privilege. We're ex let's accept that for what it is because it's truth. It's fact. I have a couple of really great videos for you if you want to DM me um, and resources I can share with you that can support you and really accepting and embracing that. So DM me if that's the case. It's asking ourselves, how can we, given what is the reality that I am a white privileged woman, what can I do with my privilege right now that the black community can't? What can I do right now to support them? That's, that's what we get to do. That's how we get to come together. And I also, you said something along the lines of, um, well, you said something that brought this to my attention as well. And I, I want to touch on this really quickly is I had a, um, when we were on the phone, when we were talking, I was at a, getting my hair done, as you remember. And after I hung up with you, my hairstylist was um, a white uh, middle-aged man. And he, you know, it started conversation between us and he has this platform on YouTube and he says, you know, I just, I haven't, I haven't spoken. I just haven't said anything. And, you know, I, I just feel like if I say it, like it's going to fall on deaf ears. Like no one wants to hear what I have to say. I'm, I'm like the, I'm the enemy right now. Like I'm the 30 year old, you know, white male, like, you know, I, you know, raised in California. Like, I, it's like, what am I, and I literally, I was like, Hey, Hey, Hey what you say can really matter to some people right now. Maybe not, it's, it's, it's like, it's giving that, you just said diversity, right? Like every, people are gonna listen to certain people more than others, right? 
it's, it's just fact right now that's going to happen. So maybe someone who's not ready to listen to, let's say, you know, a 30 year old black American man, maybe they could hear him and he yeah. could make a difference that way. Like what you said about, you know, the, the kid, the kids, I think it was a kid that stood up for you, right? The so there was a, the, the, the five white kids that were, that were chasing yeah. me and calling me, calling me the nigger yeah. every single day. And then there was another white kid who stood yeah. up for me. And I knew in that moment, I knew mm -hmm. there was a difference in how you could show up in the world. Yeah. But it took someone who looked like them to actually speak to them. And then that's when they left me alone for the entire year. So I'm, I'm literally watching some of my white friends now. They're the ones that are starting petitions and they're the ones that are saying like, like going to marching and doing all this other stuff. And I'm like, yo, this is the first time I've ever seen this in my life. Mm -hmm. And so, and just people reaching out to me, that's a step. And listen, I can't speak for anyone else because some people ain't going to ever, ever be happy with anything. Me, when somebody makes an effort, when they make an effort, I, I celebrate all progress. That's a first step. Mm -hmm. Then there's another step because I treat everything that somebody's doing new like a baby that's learning how to walk. If you don't have mm -hmm. kids, then you may not understand, but a baby that's learning how to walk, it looks all messed up. But that's why a lot of times white people, some white people, some white people purposely not say anything. There's some people that want to say something, but they don't want to offend people and they don't know what to say. So it's yep. like, but it, because it could come out so many different ways, yep. but I'll, I'll write, write I'll, I'll read you this. My wife, who's white, freaking grew up on a farm in Minnesota, <laughs> blonde hair, blue eyes. I didn't even know she was gonna write this, but she saw me breaking down in tears. Hmm. She goes, I couldn't get myself to watch the video of what happened to George Floyd, maybe out of fear, maybe I didn't know, I, I didn't want to believe it. My heart didn't understand. A whole lot changed when I watched it with my own eyes. I used to think it's better to be silent because I don't know enough to say anything. It did, I didn't want to offend anyone. Well, now that I am aware of how naive my heart and mind were, never again, all capital letters. Today, my heart took a stand. That could have been my husband, Garen. That could have been my mentor, Nate. That is somebody's friend. That is somebody's son. That is somebody's brother, nephew, boyfriend, child of God. Although I don't know what to say, it doesn't, it doesn't make staying silent acceptable anymore. I will never understand the experience or injustice that happens because one has a different color skin. I am white, I am white privilege. I never feared for my life when I was being pulled over. I never been afraid of being shot because my skin color when I was going for a run down the street. I don't question my safety when I pass the cop. How is this possible in 2020 that our skin still determines how we are treated? It doesn't matter if I don't understand. It matters that I'm aware and I speak about it. Being silent means I'm siding with the oppressor. No more, hashtag George Floyd. That, I didn't even know she wrote that. And I read it wow. and I was like, I've never seen somebody in person close to me say something like that. And I broke down in tears, but I cried tears that I didn't even know existed in the depths of my ancestor's soul. I, I didn't even know they were there mm -hmm. like that. This was like that, 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 that moaning cry. Mm -hmm. And I was like,
that is a step. That is a step. And I, and, yeah. and what I've learned is you cannot change the past. You can't. You can decide who you're going to be right now, though. Yep. And I'm going to just leave people with this. For 15 years, I didn't have a relationship with my daughter. And every time I tried to come back to her, I came her, to her with guilt. And a lot of white people have a deep, deeply rooted guilt. You can just see it. Like you can, me, I've, I've had money for a while. You, I can tell when somebody's just coming into new money, they just start acting weird. So, so when I was coming into the relationship that I know deep down inside, I haven't really, really given him my all. I haven't really made like a valiant effort. My daughter, I came with guilt. I came with shame. I came with insecurities. And that's what I presented to her is, won't she see that I change? Won't she mm -hmm. see? And my daughter wouldn't give me the time of day for 15 years. She wanted more of me. And here's the deal, when I shifted who I was being. I couldn't change the past. I was trying to make up for the past. But in that moment, attitude reflects leadership. I changed who I was being and I shifted from weak, little, strong for the world, but weak inside of this relationship, trying to get my daughter's relationship back. When I shifted from that to I am the most powerful representation of who she will marry one day. Mm. Everything changed. It was like God had this, I was like a puppet master and I was speaking different, thinking different. My energy was different. When I spoke to her on the phone, I spoke to her as somebody that was going to protect her, as somebody that saw her, as somebody that was there for her, that was by her side, that acknowledged her. I, I seen all of these different things, but I showed up in that way and my daughter perceived me different. When she perceived me different, that's when she came and trusted me. And I was like, oh, I can't make up for a lost time, which I was trying to do. That's where the guilt came from. But when I decided who I was going to be, that's when my daughter let me back in her life and she started trusting me. And now me and my daughter became best friends. And the lessons <laughs> I learned, the lessons I learned while developing that relationship with my daughter was the skills I needed to now to attract my now wife. And it was hidden in the place I didn't even want to look. So white people, <laughs> if you're looking for your next level, it's hidden in the depths of building relationships, deep, deep relationships and really getting to know the uncomfortableness of your life. And when I say, I was like joking when I say so white people, but like <laughs> on the other side of uncomfortableness is the door to more. Mm. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people of color are raging right now because they never got a voice. Mm -hmm. They never got a voice. Imagine drowning your whole life and then finally somebody gives you a breath of fresh air. How are you going to breathe? You're going to be like this? You're going to breathe like <laughs> yeah. this because it has to come out. Mm. We have holes all over our, our body because we weren't created to be givers, uh, keepers. We were created to be givers. 
Water comes out, tears come out, spit comes out, urine comes out, throw up comes out, secrets come out, uh, freaking gifts comes out. All these things come out. But when you try to hold your breath, you can't even keep the water. Mm. It's got to come mm. out. Mm -hmm. But when you get suppressed and suppressed and suppressed and suppressed, eventually you're going to explode. That is by nature. Mm. So though I do not condone any kind of violence, I can understand the people who are acting out with violence because they don't know any better. Mm -hmm. They just don't. And yeah. somebody was like, no, but you got to just keep giving them positivity. They're not going to receive it. They want people to speak to them and listen to them. Mm. Mm. they're not going to receive that but then when i'm listening to somebody that's screaming and doing this i know that there's something underneath and i'm like so why is there more what else is there when you're talking to a little girl or a little baby when you're talking to a little baby and 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 then all of a sudden the baby's like mom and this person did this to me and then all of a sudden but is the mom just gonna shut her out? If she does, I promise you, you'll ruin the relationship with that little daughter. But yeah. when she said, okay, and what else did they do? And then they did this, okay, and then what else did they do? And then they did this, okay, and then what else? And then mm. what else? And then what else? You do that about nine, 10 times, all of a sudden, tears gone. All of a sudden, they're like, okay, I'm better now. Mm. So black mm. people have never really had an outlet because they've been quieted. Yep. Black lives matter. No, all lives matter. Okay, that got shut down. <laughs> this thing got shut down. Mm. Oh, I'm in pain. They got yep. shut down. But I guarantee you, you wouldn't trade places with our race. You, you wouldn't. You, you wouldn't. You, want, you would not want that to your, mm. for your son to fear walking to school every single day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So yep. that... All of that is the spillover of what most people won't even acknowledge. Yes. They're like, yes. no, racism isn't here. What? It may not look like the racism from my mom, who was born, who was born in freaking Arkansas in 1955. But it looks like certain things that people say in media and all this kind of stuff. And I deal on a high level of uh, uh, um, uh, communication and emotional intelligence. So I know when people are doing that underscore shit and all that kind of stuff, I'm like, come on. I see what you're doing to the people. I see how you're manipulating them. I see the agenda and all these different things. So my role is simply to be a voice of awareness because you can't change without awareness. Mm -hmm. Consciousness, yes, absolutely. Um, you can't soothe a crying, screaming baby by yelling at it. You need to hold that baby. You need to love that baby. You need to listen to be with that baby. That's the only way. So I love everything you just said. What a gift. Someone said that earlier. This has been a massive gift. Garen, can you just do me one favor? Yeah. Can you drop the mic for me real quick? Um, I, I mean, I got a dry, I got a dry, I got a dry eraser. So amazing. Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful for your message right now. As you saw, I teared up, uh, hit me right to my core. Thank Why you. 
when for me it's like I, I I'm feeling I've I'm gonna be super like super raw and and just share from the heart and I don't know what it's gonna sound like or look like but here I go I have tiptoed around this you know I have um felt super uncomfortable I muted muted myself because I'm scared of of like what you said doing the wrong thing saying saying the wrong thing all these things um I've I've shamed myself I've shamed others um judged judged and it's all coming up and this is the beautiful part of this of what's happening right now is it's literally bringing everything to the surface and for me it's bringing everything to the surface so i get to look at it finally so i get to look at it finally so i get to heal it finally so that i get to actually show up in a way that's going to move things forward instead of hold things back or not move things at all mm. and and when you when you started sharing about your daughter and that that beautiful analogy man i see it I see it and I feel it. I feel it in my heart. And, um, I think I, I saw other people commenting too, they're crying. Um, and it's the, the analogies that you've shared, Garen, are really powerful because it's taking people out of this highly emotional thing that's going on right now, where maybe we're not seeing super clearly, right? Because it's super emotional and happening right now in this very moment. So these analogies that you've given these various ones, it's powerful because it's having us step outside of what we're, of what's going on right now and start to actually see it for what it is right and um yeah. so i'm just very grateful for those like it honestly it hit the nail on the head for me each time um in a different way so i'm just so so grateful so grateful oh my gosh i'm just so happy you called me today thank you god oh <laughs> my gosh you called me today and then here we are like fuck yes i just have to say i'm so yeah. i'm so happy thank you Thank you. And you know, it's a, you, you are more than welcome. You know, it's at the end of the day, everybody just wants to be loved. We're just saying we want to be loved too. Yes, yes. <laughs> we want to be loved too. You think we want to turn on ourselves? We don't. Like that system was designed for us to turn on ourselves. So we as the people got to create a new system. Those people eventually are going to die off. You know, I don't, I don't wish death upon it, anybody, but like, they're eventually going to die off and uh -huh. Uh -huh. um and it the system if the school system think about this school just k through 12 has not changed since school has started so if that system ain't changed we wonder why there's only two percent wealthy in the world and the rest will die trying to figure it out well the school gets them right when they're young and the teachers that want to teach what they really want to teach are the ones who get fired. So obviously mm. the agenda to keep a people and then keep another kind of people, the black people at a certain distance, there is a system that is specifically designed for certain yeah. things. Mm -hmm. I happen to be the one to break that bitch up. And nobody in my family has ever been more successful than I am in every area of my life. So what happened was I rewrote the narrative because I shaped how I saw myself. I Ooh. stopped being a victim. 
son, this is what I'm saying. But this is the same thing. Why my relationship changed with my daughter? Yes. Because yes. I changed how I saw myself. Most black people don't have the tools, the the 10-day silent retreat, so they can only express themselves through the eyes of pain. And if you don't meet people where they are, they will never feel heard. When the daughter is screaming, the daughter is screaming, mom, just listen to me. Then all of a sudden, what does the mom do? Surrender? What, baby? We just want to be heard. Mm -hmm. We want our seat at the table. And we don't want to have to work 10 times as hard just to be seen. So if people want to push for equality, it's going to take 10 times the effort on this end yep. because we're yep. years behind. It's centuries and centuries. We're yeah. centuries behind. Just think about it. Our yep. original language was stripped away from us and then we were given mm -hmm. English. Our original freaking culture was stripped away from us and then we were Americanized. Our original freaking, just like everything, the language, our original names was stripped away from us. And You're right. Other, yep. other names. Yep. You know, I can't even look up my ancestors because, you know, and it, it's crazy even with me because I got Irish in my blood and I got Senegal West African in my blood. So it's like a battle inside of my own self growing up, not knowing which side do I go to, but even being, you know, a, a, a biracial baby still putting in the black category. And I was like, well, I don't, how do I, you know what? I'm just going to side with people who actually care about me. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So that's yeah. a whole nother story. Yep. Now get this, strip the language, strip the name, strip Jesus, strip God, strip all these different things, tie them up, rope them up, 400, 300, 400, 500, man, probably before that, but it probably wasn't even on record. And then say, you're free. What do you think would happen? Why do you think lions who are caged that get out often kill people. Yep. Yeah. Because Absolutely. they're not meant to be in a freaking cage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we, we as humans are not meant to be suppressed. We got to release. We've got to express ourselves. That's where dancing came from. Music came from. And guess what? That was even taken away from us. Mm. Yep. Yep. Powerful. That is where all the anger and the rage and all of that is coming from. In a way that they can only articulate through the eyes of pain. Meet them at the point of pain, do whatever work you need to do, and just stay there. What is it that you need to say? Yep. What do you want? What do you want? Why do you think you see these white cops, all of a sudden he's hugging his 14 year old little boy and he's crying. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing that you just said. Mm -hmm. We all wanna be loved too. We wanna mm -hmm. be heard. We wanna be acknowledged. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to have to force my acknowledgement because people see my money, my cars, my, and all these different, different things. Cause I felt invisible when I was living in my car and so I had to work 10 times as hard. I'm grateful for the lessons. Yeah. I put it in a book called Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life that's on mm -hmm. Amazon right now. Put everything that I learned 
in a book, made the book freaking nine dollars on Kindle, so everybody can pretty much afford it. Mm. And I'm doing everything that I possibly can. Mm. But I'm only one person. But you and everybody else there. Time to, come, time to come together. This is the time. Come together, guys. And Garen, um, first off, uh, you guys, if, if, I mean, if you don't already uh, follow Garen, if you haven't read his book, like I really do hope, I hope you do. Um, his message just, I mean, as you can see how powerful he is, he really, um, he really is. And his message overall, even through this, um, is just continue to inspire me. Um, and so, um, I, I also want to say, um, I've never seen you not be able to have the words to say, we usually matching word for word. I know you have nothing to say. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, and this is, this is the part, right? It's like embracing this, not because like I got to this space and I actually posted about this where, you know, I started, I, this is what I do. I'm an analyzer personality type. That's one thing that you and I, we are, we're different. You're, you're an expressive, you're what you call in the quadrants, right? I think you already know is a promoter, right? So yeah. you're a promoter personality type. I'm an analyzer. So what I do when something tough happens is I go within and I go internal process, right? Um, and I was resisting that part about myself, like majorly on the last few days uh, because I took so long to speak up and I started like shaming myself for that. Like, what's wrong with you? Like everyone else has spoken up. Like, why haven't you said anything? And it, it's, it's, it's my own work that I get to do to get, to, to get myself to a place where I can, like, this is, this is definitely uncomfortable for me. Yeah. It's uncomfortable for a lot of, for, for everyone in a different way. But you want to say something. Yes. And this is the one thing I want to say. If yes. there's anybody that's out there and you really don't want to say anything, you don't feel like you need to say anything. Mm -hmm. Also, don't feel shamed into saying something that you don't really want to. People do it with me with church all the time. They're like, you don't want to go to church? No, I don't want to go to church this week. Well, but the good Lord, listen, I don't want to go to church. And you're about to shame me into doing the church. Mm -hmm. Think about it is, everybody out there be genuine. If you truly want to make a difference, truly want to support, there's an opportunity. And here's an action step. If you work with any black people, any people of color, if you know of any, not don't make it like awkward, they'd be like, well, I reached out to my black friends. Check. Not like that, like genuine. Yeah. Check in with yourself, check in with your heart, really yes. get aligned. Yes. Really check in with yourself and then reach out. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world today. I just wanted to check on you to see how you were doing. You know, if you need a helping hand with anything and, and really, really, really reach out and see how somebody is doing. Mm -hmm. That will go a long way because it doesn't typically happen, but man, all day today, so my white friends are just, just like, I didn't even know. I was like, damn, Brian Friedman, I ain't heard from him in a long time. <laughs> and he was just like, man, I just wanted to reach, I wanted to personally reach out to you. And this is the busiest person on the planet. One of them, I will personally reach out to you and let you know that I love you, that I'm here to support you. And if there's anything that you need, 
just let me know if you want to, you know, if you want to hop on a call or anything, yes. you know, that it's a step. I can always acknowledge a step in an effort. Mm -hmm. well, it's, it's healing. And that what you said is so powerful. And for everyone watching right now, really hear that checking in with your intention, getting in tune. Cause right now there's people shooting all over the place, right? You should do that. You shouldn't do that. You should, you should. And then we're shooting on ourselves and, and all of that's just causing more separation. When we shit on ourselves, we're act, that's actually internal separation. We're out of alignment with our true selves. And so I ask you, I am, I implore you to uh, really take the time. Meditation is going to be more important than ever right now. You've got to take the time to go within and really ask yourself, what is my intention here? What is my gut? What is my heart telling me? Because even, you know, uh, yesterday there was the blackout Tuesday, right? And there was this stuff going around about, you know, oh, oh it was a scam. It was a, it was a, you know, that, that was, you know, you fell for it, like shame on you type of thing. Right. Yeah. And, and it, that, Hey, it could be true. It could be true. And we could have fallen for it at the end of the day. What, what was your intention in participating right. in that? Yeah. What was your intention? Somebody could have checked it off. They're like, I put my black yeah, square. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. But when the, when the intention is clear and your intention is it's connected to something, maybe you meditate, maybe you pray, maybe you have your cards and crystals and it's like connected to something. It will always find a home. Your intention yeah. will always find a home and create a result. Mm -hmm. I posted the black, the, the black square and I had 50 messages saying thank you and da 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 da, -da and, and and all these different things but my intention was so super rock solid clear and I'm not one of those people like somebody messaged me you should be using your voice and you should be posting and I was like first off the loudest person and the person that talks the most isn't always the person that gets heard but when I do talk, trust me, mountains do move because it's intentional and I gather up the power. I don't just shoot off at the hip like that. I mean, people do that in business. Then they have to go back and make up where they listen. When I do say something, it moves mountains mm. because I'm very clear on who I am, on what my intention is, on what I'm grounded in, yes. my prayers and all these different things. So when I say something, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yes. that. Yes, trust yourself that you know what is good and right. You do, deep down. Um, okay, Garen, we could, uh, I'm going to go ahead and end this because I, I do want to, I want to share this. I heard a rumor that if it's uh, IG live is more than an hour, you can't share it or something like that. Maybe that's not true, but either way, um, I know you, you have a, a wife to get to and you got plans to come to Sedona tomorrow. So I'm going to let you go. And, um, just, you know, my parting words to everyone watching is please share this message out. Um, Garen gave you a beautiful action step, which I actually love. Um, and, and remember, always bring it back to intention, bring it back to, you know, gut check yourself, check your, check in with your heart, um, stay connected. And, um, Garen, thank you for coming on with me. Thank you for being my brother. Um, thank you for showing up so powerfully in this time. Mm. Uh, I see you. I love you. Mm. I appreciate you. You are seen. You are so heard. You are so seen. You are so appreciated. You are so loved. Thank you, brother. Mm. I'm about to, hold on, I'm receiving all of that. I ain't about to.
I'm receiving all of that. Get in that heart. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, I, I appreciate that. And thank you for creating a space for stories like mine and, 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 and allowing me to share and articulate what me, and when I say my people, I mean me and black people, mm -hmm. and I can't speak for everyone, but I speak for the thousands of people, messages that I get, that me and my people are going through, growing through at this time. And I thank all of you who are going, going to take the action step of, you know, learning and researching and not checking it, not ticking it off. Nobody wants to be a part of a freaking checklist and things like that. But but like really, because it, it they, here's why it's so important, because it's a part of pretty much damn near everything that you do from the music that people listen to, from the sports, God, the sports, the dances, the booties, the, the <laughs> freaking, the way people express themselves when they wear clothes, the lips, the hairstyles, and there's so much culturally yeah. that everybody was like, well, I'm gonna do my hair like that. I'm about to put my hair in braids and all this. It's like, so if you can put that much passion into our culture, my invitation is to put that much passion into standing for us, then we gonna create some more. Amen, brother, amen. <laughs> All right, everyone, thank you so much for watching. Garen, thank you so much for sharing your heart, uh, your mm -hmm. soul, your beautiful words. Um, I'm so grateful. And share this message out, guys. We need you right now. We love you. Speak to you soon. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, Garen. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Ashley Hand Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone else who you also think will enjoy it. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss out on all the future juicy goodness. Also, if you would leave me a rating or review, I so, so appreciate that. It's how I know I'm providing you with value and it inspires me to keep going and giving you guys this awesome free content. Oh, and if you have an Instagram, come hang out with me over there. If you screenshot this episode and tag me at ashley.hand, I see and read all of those and I love sharing your story post to my story as well. Make it a powerful day and I'll see you on the next episode.